jump right into it. Aggie fans want to uh, welcome uh, the director of athletics. He's been a very busy man, been a lot on his plate, and he yet takes time to spend with us. We greatly appreciate that. Mr. John Hartwell here of Utah State, the athletic director, joins us here on the Full Court Press. John, how are you? Doing well, Ajay. How are you and Eric doing? Hey, we're doing great. Uh, This is... uh... It, it's a hot summer, we know that, but it's a hot time in college athletics. Uh, are we entering into a whole new era because of this name, image, likeness business, or will this not really change things too much from what the current landscape is? Well, I, I think there's there's change, obviously, and, and more opportunities for our student-athletes, which is a good thing. Um, I, I think the long-term impacts uh, remain to be seen. I mean, you know, you, cause, cause you've got a pretty broad spectrum here of, of opportunities. Um, you know, it's, it's easy to use the example. If, uh, you know, Stephen Ashworth goes back to his home neighborhood and, and does a camp there where he's able to make some money off of, um, is a whole lot different than um, the MMA gym owner in <laughs> South Florida who says, "Hey, I'm I'm going to write a check for five hundred and forty thousand dollars every year." Oh my gosh! So, so that I, I was all, guessing you'd heard of that story already. <laughs> every scholarship football player at the University of Miami can get six thousand dollars from me in exchange for quote, promoting my gyms. Um, so so that, that's a pretty broad spectrum there. Um, and, and I think it'll take us a while to navigate through those things. Uh, but, but again, I, I think it's an opportunity for student athletes. And, you know, there have been changes before. When, uh, when cost of attendance was implemented several years ago, you know, people said, oh, my gosh, how can we afford this? How can we do this? Uh, and you just you figure out a way to do it. And it's uh, – you know, at the front end of it or a weekend, do we have all the answers? No, uh, but but we'll continue to work to, to get there. And, uh, you know, I, I think it's a good thing in theory. I think there uh, have got to be some guardrails up that, uh, that don't leak over into, um, you know, impermissible benefits from a recruiting standpoint. We had Justin Bean on last week, and we were asking him about the NIL situation and how he goes about it. And he says the biggest and most important part is that we got to do it the right way while being students at Utah State University. Do you have conversations with these athletes to make sure that they're able to do it the right way, to give them opportunities, but make sure that they're not breaking roles and they're able to stay eligible as student athletes at Utah State? Yeah, we're we're providing some guidance there, and and now that it's uh, here upon us, obviously some of our student athletes are on campus, some are not. Uh, we we put together, you know, we've sent out some correspondence to to all of our student athletes. We'll have some uh, educational seminars, some opportunities to to give them tools to you know to navigate this uh, how tos in terms of where they need to go to be able to set up an LLC, uh, who they need to go to uh, about, you know, claiming income and paying taxes and things like that. Uh, We've got to be careful. We're going to be in the education business. 
we can't be in the advice business. The university can't give tax advice or, you know, athletics or uh, its representatives can't give tax advice or legal advice or things like that. But we can certainly point them in the right direction and uh, and let them know, uh, you know, kind of how to navigate it because it's a whole new ball game uh, for them as well. And, you know, uh, pointing out some things that, um, you know, maybe they haven't considered and, and not the least of which is, you know, we, we have some of our student athletes who uh, qualify for Pell Grants and there's a threshold, I believe it's $40,000 of uh, household income is, is the max you can have to, to get that Pell Grant. So if you've got, say, John Doe, uh, you know, John Doe men's tennis player whose family makes $38,000 a year. And then all of a sudden John Doe gets a, you know, a $4,000 endorsement deal from ABC company. Uh, well, that would take him over the threshold and, you know, make him ineligible to get a Pell Grant. So really in that case is that $4,000 uh, that they got in the name image likeness endorsement is it really worthwhile? So I think some of those things from an educational standpoint, uh, we will provide and continue to provide our student athletes, but it's, it's new territory for everyone involved. You know, I'm talking to John Hartwell, director of athletics at Utah state university. And John, I've already seen some people reacting to some of these endorsement deals that are happening, uh, concerned about how it affects an athletic department's bottom line, where businesses are going direct to the player's, now, instead of doing sponsorships with the school or with the athletics department, uh, how do you foresee that uh, affecting your situation at Utah State? Yeah, we're we're going to have to have continued dialogue with those sponsors and potential sponsors, and and let them know. You know, certainly they they have the ability uh, to go to individual student athletes. Uh, with, with certain parameters ar- around those in terms of, uh, you know, uh, marks and images and things like that that, that uh, are potentially protected depending on the agreement uh, by the university and by the athletics department. But I think the educational process needs to be, again, let's use, you know, ABC company goes to John Doe uh, and, and solicits a sponsorship deal there. An ABC company is also a corporate sponsor of Utah State Athletics. You know, if if they're all of a sudden going to decide to pay John Doe individual twenty thousand dollars on an annual basis and take that away from what they are providing to the athletic department or to Aggie Sports Properties as part of our uh, multimedia rights holder then obviously that has a negative impact to us. And, and uh, you know, we've got to find a way to make up those revenues. So, yeah, there there is a concern uh, in, from that perspective as well. Uh, John, I might have missed this in, in one of your answers, and if I did, I apologize. But what concerns you the most about this name image likeness situation? You know, they're, uh, again, fairly new into it. Um, you know, we'll we'll navigate through it. Uh, there are some concerns, you know, uh, one of the things you hear a lot and, and people have to understand this, that really 
from an athletics perspective, whether it's a coach, whether it's an administrator, anybody, uh, you know, that, that is an athletic department or a university uh, employee cannot have anything to do with brokering any of these deals. It's strictly between an individual student athlete and, you know, whoever out there corporate uh, in the corporate world. Uh, it does allow, uh, you know, boosters and donors to be involved, which that could be a tricky situation sometimes. But one of the things that comes up, and, and going back to the example of what uh, happened with the company in, in South Florida yesterday, they say, well, oh gosh, you know, 90 University of Miami football players are going to get $6,000 a year from this company for corporate sponsorship uh, for their name, image, and likeness. Isn't that a Title IX issue? And here, here's the, the interesting nuance to that. It is not a Title IX issue because the university doesn't have anything to do with it. it, has no control over who they, you know, who a private company selects. Now, where Title IX does come into play is we have to make sure that we uh, provide all the tools to all of our student athletes, male, female, regardless of the sport, uh, to have an opportunity to to go out and and seek some of these sponsorship deals. But something like that, where we have no part in it, or the University of Miami has no part in that, um, is not subject to Title IX. And and I I do have a fear that that's gonna gonna cause some challenges along the way. For, uh, for athletic departments, and uh, but but we'll uh, we'll navigate our way through it. How just on a on a personal level, and how you've been navigating this certainly over the last few months, but as this has certainly been an issue that's been discussed and debated for quite some time. Have you uh, where have you been through this uh, as a proponent of allowing the student athletes opportunities to benefit from their name, image, and likeness, or that Look, they already get a level of compensation. They already get a level of reward for being here. Uh, have you been kind of opposed to this move or, or championing it, or have you kind of evolved over time? Yeah, I, I think it, it's got, you know, you've got to evolve over time. Um, I, I think what student athletes get today compared to 30 years ago when I was a student athlete, and, and there's so many more opportunities, but I think we've got to keep up with the times too. And, and I think, um, you know, uh, my, my philosophy on it is first and foremost, and, and this has been a challenge because not everybody believes this. I believe that we have to protect the amateur model of collegiate athletics. If, if it gets to pay for play, um, I think we've got so many more issues, uh, in, in this. Um, but, I do think we need to look at what opportunities are there. And I also think uh, there's got to be guardrails to keep, uh, you know, you can't say that it's a level playing field right now from a recruiting standpoint, because clearly some institutions have uh, far more bells and whistles and, and uh, you know, glitz and glamour uh, of locker rooms and player lounges and all of that than others do. But, there's still certain parameters, uh, and I, I think it's important that we protect that. The biggest challenge right now, and and hopefully, and I know it's it's on their mind, 
uh, including Senator Lee and Senator Romney's offices, that we need to get something done from a federal standpoint. Clearly, uh, the NCAA uh, has has not uh, been able to get that enacted, and so now you've got you know a bunch of different iterations of name, image, and likeness legislation at the state level, and, and I'm hopeful that uh, from a federal level. Uh, Congress can get something done sooner than later so that it at least is the same set of rules uh, across or a similar set of rules uh, across all of uh, the country and and all of uh, college athletics. All right, let's get into the football side of things. Football begins here in just a couple weeks and the season begins in September. Uh, You've been around Coach Anderson a little bit. You've probably seen a couple uh, camps and whatnot. What makes you most excited about this football team coming up in the fall? Yeah, I think I think the energy level and the passion of of uh, and it starts at the top with with uh, Coach Blake Anderson and his staff, and, and that uh, that energy and enthusiasm is infectious uh, to his players, uh, and, and I think you can see that uh, a lot of new faces. Uh, as as we've taken advantage of the transfer portal, uh, some familiar faces back, uh, but I, I'm excited, and I know they're excited to uh, to get uh, fall practice underway here in a little less than a month, and uh, you know we're less than two months from uh, kickoff. I think it's uh, eight weeks from Saturday uh, uh, in Pullman, so we're really excited about it and uh, re- ready for an exciting fall of Aggie football and, you know, all of our sports. Again, uh, I think there's a, uh, a renewed hope, uh, you know, and obviously we're going full speed ahead, full, full attendance. And, and after, you know, having to deal with, with COVID and all of its impacts, not, not that we're totally out of the woods yet, but, uh, clearly in a far better place than we've been over the last, uh, 16, 17 months. I think there's a lot of excitement. You know, season ticket sales are going really well. I think we're at about 95% of where we were two years ago in season ticket sales. We, we do have some some mini packages on sale now for, for some people who may not be able to go to all six home games, but there's some three-game packages available and, and just really excited about not only our student-athletes getting to compete, but our fans, you know, uh, our Aggie fans are, are loyal and, and the best in the country, and uh, we're excited to see them back out at our venues here in the next couple of months. Also, some excitement about basketball. The uh, the schedule, Utah State hasn't really announced too much, but uh, for the basketball schedule non-conference, there's been a few things that have been announced here and there as that schedule's coming together. Uh, and uh, just how much more of that still needs to, to go before we see that full schedule and then uh, saw a, a post that you and Coach Odom got to hang out at uh, to see Sam Merrill when they were uh, the Bucks were taking on the Atlanta Hawks down in Atlanta. Yeah, that was a, a pretty neat experience. I'll speak to the schedule first. We've got uh, a couple of pieces we're still trying to finalize, but uh, you know, really a strong uh, a strong schedule. Uh, you know, playing Iowa. Uh, will, will be a challenge, a great challenge for our team playing that game in South Dakota. Uh, a great field uh, in the ESPN event in Myrtle Beach, uh, and you know a lot of lot of quality 
non-conference games leading up to uh, Mountain West play. And, you know, I've gotten the chance to see our guys scrimmage uh, quite a bit. Uh, we, we've got most of our newcomers here. Uh, we've, we've got a couple of guys uh, who, who hope to get here within the next 10 days or so. And a lot of talent out there. A lot of new faces, but a lot of talent. Obviously, you've got the, uh, you know, the Wiley veterans, uh, uh, Justin Bean and Brock Miller and Stephen Ashworth and Trevin Dorius. And, you know, so we've got, uh, you know, I'm really excited about basketball as well. Uh, you, you mentioned uh, a week ago Sunday, yeah, Ryan and I got, got a chance to go to Atlanta and, and see Sam play. Uh, it got to go to pre uh, pregame workouts, which you know the guys that don't play a ton of minutes get in pretty heavy workout, and uh, got to see Sam do that. I, I told Sam, uh, I think he weighs less now than I've seen him, you know, in all of his years as a Utah State Aggie. I, I said that may be why he's got some hops now, and he's already had more dunks in one NBA season than I think he had his entire collegiate career but he really looks good uh fits you know it, it was interesting watching in pregame uh and, and during the game too uh he fits in so well with his teammates and uh you know uh, everything that you would expect uh from sam merrill in fact i was in a, a meeting with president cockett earlier today and she was asking me about getting to visit with him i said you know Sam Merrill, and, and, and this may not be a fair comparison to Sam Merrill, but, uh, but I think it's a pretty high compliment. You know, people oftentimes try to, try to uh, poke holes in the personality and, and, and the character of a guy like a Tim Tebow. And, uh, you know, what you see is what you get, and, it, and it's real, and it's just so hard for people in today's society uh, to, to believe in all that. But I'm telling you, that's Sam Merrill, and just as gracious and humble and appreciative of the opportunity, appreciative of his time at Utah State, you know, sat down, like I said, and took about 45 minutes to visit with us. So uh, I, I wish him nothing but continued success. I know uh, they didn't get off to the start they wanted to in the NBA Finals last night, but, uh, uh, you know, what a thrill for him. And I was, I was thinking about it the other night because I was watching – uh, the Suns uh, clinch a finals spot over the Clippers. And, they, you know, you think about the number of years Chris Paul has been in the league and what a superstar and that he is just now playing in his first NBA finals. And, you know, Sam's opportunity to do that in year one, uh, that's really something special. And, you know, I, I, uh, I think Sam's going to have a, a really – good NBA career you know their their coaching staff is really high on him uh, others are are very high on him I, I had the opportunity to to get to visit with one of the owners of the Hawks um, and and he was talking about Sam and how they've taken notice of him so uh, I, I couldn't be happier for Sam yeah, that's cool director of athletics for Utah State University John Hartwell joins us uh, John my final question to you uh, speaking of schedule um, I, I know people don't want to hear this name, but Craig Smith is just 85 minutes south of us. Uh, is there any chance, based on your guys' relationship with each other, which is still good, I assume, that you guys could have a chance to play Utah Utes anytime soon on the basketball court? Yeah, I, uh, I, I've had a couple of conversations uh, with him about it. He, he didn't, you know, he and I are somewhat neighbors there in, in North Logan, or we're somewhat neighbors, and uh, 
he, he just moved out a few weeks ago, so we had a, a chance to get together. And so there is that conversation going on, and uh, you know we'll we'll continue to try to try to get uh, again, uh, just like we feel in football, a home and home series. It's not about going down there and playing one game. It, it's about uh, you know a game in Logan and a game in Salt Lake City. So we'll continue to work on that. Well, John, uh, we appreciate your time. I know this is a uh, kind of a wild, wild west right now with name, image, and likeness. Uh, I know you got a lot of other things on your plate as well, but uh, we sure appreciate your time and, man, good luck navigating this new world of college athletics. Sure thing, guys. Great as always to visit with you. Have a great afternoon. Hey, thank you, All right, John. Thank you. Appreciate you. John Hartwell, Director of Athletics, Utah State University.